Welcome to Try, Try Again with Catherine Velez, a podcast dedicated to relationships, the one with yourself and others. You probably haven't noticed, but I've been absent from this podcast for a couple of weeks. I typically write on Sundays and publish on Mondays. Three Sundays ago, I sat in front of the computer and gave a blank stare to a blank screen with a blank mind. My metaphorical inkwell was dry. As a recovering perfectionist, I felt guilty when that first Monday slipped by and I hadn't published. There was no real reason for the guilt other than, like perfectionism and graying hair, guilt is something I battle at times. And though my creativity seemed to have left me, the need to be productive and create had not, which means I was left with the guilt, perfectionism, and feeling that somehow I was wasting time and not being productive enough. Of course, the key words in that sentence are not being enough. A woman I talked to this week spoke of feeling extremely guilty, believing all the old messages she'd been given in childhood about being lazy and unmotivated. She wrung her hands and held back tears as she talked about the impact COVID has had on her life. She kept returning to the feeling of guilt because she had not lost a job or business and she had not lost anyone she loved and yet she still felt the need to talk about how difficult this year had been for her. She didn't feel she had the right to complain, but she definitely felt the need. She front-loaded her worries and concerns by letting me know right away that she knew she should be feeling grateful because that's what all the Facebook and Instagram posts were shouting. And this was just adding another layer of guilt. She felt great sadness that she had not learned what she should from this year. And in fact, had learned many things she didn't need to know. She didn't write a book or learn a foreign language or start a YouTube channel. What she did learn was she could go up to seven days without washing her hair and it still looked okay. She learned she could eat an entire bag of salt and pepper kettle chips and then get up and eat a full dinner. She became aware of how quickly and how slowly a day could pass. She said she learned she can put marshmallow cream on anything and it'll taste better. She said the same was true with butter and caramel sauce. One of the things she did learn and one of the last she mentioned was preserving food by canning. She remembered her great aunt doing it and she started canning as a way of connecting to her roots, a part of herself, and spawned by fears of food shortages in 2020. We talked about the importance of knowledge and experience passed down from our ancestors. We talked about how our culture tends to look at the old ways as old-fashioned and unnecessary. Culturally, we are receiving the message that we must be productive. We must do things of value or at least look like we're doing things of value. We must update our stories on our social media or our podcasts or blogs or YouTube channels with witty and insightful content. Those who are working right now, including students, teachers, healthcare workers, truckers, and delivery service people, seem to be working harder than ever with increasing reports of depression and anxiety, as well as exhaustion. Those who are not working because of losing a job or business or working out of the house and feeling isolated are also reporting depression and anxiety and exhaustion. After that conversation, I thought about my own 
busy work schedule and not publishing my podcast for several weeks, not writing as often as I thought I should be, not working out as often as I thought I should be, not staying connected to friends and loved ones as often and as deeply as I wanted. And the word that kept coming up for me was tired. Why wasn't I doing these things? Why wasn't I better at the very thing I preached to clients day in and day out about? Self-care. Because it felt like so very often I was so very tired. And perhaps I wondered, had even forgotten how to have fun. Is that possible? My thoughts brought me to my grandfather. He added an addition to his house when he was 81 years old. I still remember seeing him up on that roof in the hot Mississippi sun, drenched in sweat, hammering shingles. My grandfather was a soldier in World War I. He was born in 1889. He was a farmer and a carpenter. His name was John Jackson Johnson, and he was a Southerner. He helped plow fields with his brothers and his father using a team of horses. He was one of the hardest working and tender-hearted men I'd ever known in my life. He was a drinker. In his old age, he kept chickens because he loved them, but also because it was an excuse to go out into the chicken shed, retrieve his hidden bottle of whiskey, and relax, especially when the in-laws visited. He couldn't drink in the house because his wife, my grandma, Maggie Johnson, and her three sisters, Stacy, Susie, and Irene Sneed, were teetotalers, so he was relegated to the chicken coop which I think he much rather enjoyed. As a young man, his father was involved in a farming accident and died as a result. My grandpa always blamed himself because he was driving the team of horses when the accident happened. This was a wound that stayed with him and I think was cultivated by others in the family. When World War I came, my grandfather's younger brother and their mother's favorite son was called into service. My grandfather, out of guilt or love or duty, served in his place. He served in Europe under his brother's name. He came home war-weary, battle-fatigued, shell-shocked, with trench foot and an entrenched drinking habit. He came back and went straight to farming. And as I think of him, I think that probably helped in his healing. He was 70 years old when I was born. And in his old age, he shared with me the things he had his chickens, wrestling on TV, baseball on the radio, and his garden. I remember hearing words as a child that I didn't really question or even understand. He talked about the seasons, what to plant where, pole beans and tomatoes. When he talked about farming, he used words like chopping cotton and laying by and the importance of the fallow season. The fallow season was when we rested the earth, yes, The earth needs rest, just like us. Fallow refers to land that's plowed, but it's left unseeded, usually during the winter or even for an entire year. The fallow season is so important because it allows the land to recover and store healthy organic matter. It disrupts the life cycle of organisms that can cause disease. Farmers and the ancients learned long ago If you keep planting the same things in the same spot year after year, you leach out nutrients and the land is left pretty lifeless. As I thought of John Jackson Johnson, I wondered if maybe we could shift our thinking around the guilt and fear and need to be productive during this year of COVID and think of it as 
a fallow time. Maybe we haven't accomplished as much as we wanted. We were working to keep ourselves and one another safe. We made choices not on what was the most productive or the most fun or the most financially beneficial, but on survival of ourselves and our neighbors. We have been vulnerable in a way, I think at least for most of us, we had never been before. Instead of sending messages to ourselves about our laziness or not being further ahead or not having accomplished what we should have, instead of feeling guilty for taking naps or not having done more or for being completely exhausted or for feeling depressed and worried, could we perhaps give ourselves grace that we did what we could and continue to do what we can to honor ourselves and one another? No one had all the answers at the beginning of this. We still don't. But we did and are doing the best we can. And that is good enough. Be kind to yourself. Treat yourself and your loved ones with understanding and no judgment. There is no normal reaction to this. Your reaction is yours. I would encourage you to journal about how this last year and several months has affected you changed you and what you learned. Explore what this time has meant with kindness and curiosity and love. Invite your ancestors into your musings and into your life again. In my exploration, I not only connected again with my grandpa, but all I learned from him. He died more than 36 years ago, but he helped me this week. He reminded me of the importance of rest. The earth definitely rested in this fallow time, and maybe you need a little more rest yourself. Have a week filled with meaning and love.